your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. I'm joined now in the studio by somebody that uh, we know very well on this show for various uh, reasons. Um, she's here uh, on a very serious matter this morning, though, and that is Limerick's Leona O'Callaghan. Uh, good morning to you, Leona. Good morning, um, So, Leona, you have written an open letter to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, because you discovered that the man who was imprisoned uh, for sexually assaulting and abusing you will now be freed after... 10 years rather than his sentence of 17 and a half years. Um, explain the circumstances of how you discovered this. Well, yeah, there's, there's a process when you're a victim um, of a crime that's serious like that, where if you want to know um, if they leave the if the the prison or for any reason, um, that you're kind of made aware of it. And there had been a death in his family recently and I found myself just getting all worked up. I didn't know would he be left out for that. I didn't know what the process was. So um, after getting some support, I, um, I just contacted the liaison. So basically you go through a liaison and then so that you know every time he leaves so that you can't just end up bumping into him. So I was just ringing to to say yeah if he if for any reason whether it's a bereavement or anything like that I did want to know so that literally I could just stay away from the city and things um if that was the case so when I was on the phone and she she found him she she said that you know he had changed from one prison to another and she said I can see here his release date is um the 1st of November 27 so I said no that couldn't be right I you know, my my case is in 2018 in November and I, you know, he got 18 and a half years, 18 months suspended. So it should, there should be 13 years left, not five. And I said, oh no, should they never do that full time. Um, you know, and I, I said, yeah, but surely all they can get off for good behaviour or whatever is a year or two. So it's basically the way the system works. Um, so there was more than one victim. I was only one. And they, it, the concurrent sentence that he got for me meant, uh, I knew that it meant that like he got 17 years for somebody, or sorry, he got 15 years for somebody else and like that 17 for me. So I knew that the 15 years he would only do once. So I had come to terms with, okay, and, and you know, when I met Charlie Flanagan, I had kind of said, well, which one of us was the free rape, if that's the case, because you know, your system says, you know, you get one for free here. And it, although it annoyed me, I understood that's the way it is. and um, But I did think he'd do 15 years um, for at least one of us. And the way it works out, he won't. Like, I mean, you know, and it's backdated way before my case even, you know, had been had been sentenced. So he'll be uh, out in five. And, Leona, what does this have to do with in the system? It, 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 is, it, um, is it what they describe as good behaviour or what? It's kind of the way she said it. No, he could still be out for good behaviour. He can still come out for temporary release. So when I say five years, that's the expected completed term. Um, you know, there, there's also a possibility that he'd be out before that. Um, and, and, and it was the very first that you'd ever heard that that could happen. A hundred percent. I had no idea. I, I like, do you know, I didn't, I didn't think I had to face any of this for another 13 years. And that's why, you know, I, I was delighted with what what happened and like you know and I suppose I, I find it hard to even give out because at the end of the day I was I was one of the lucky people that got a conviction I, I did get a double digit sentence 
But I also got, you know, the the way it turned out, he won't do a day for me. So he would have done these years anyway. He would have done, like, he'll eventually be in all right for 13 years of the other girl's sentence. But he would have had to do that anyway. So I spent four and a half years going through a justice process, reliving all the memories that was there. And it was, it brought me to my knees. It brought me in and out of psychiatric units. I didn't function. My My kids were... With without their mum or with uh, their mum who was quite ill um, for that time in order to kind of get through that process and the way it turns out he won't do any any extra time because like it's he won't do more than 15 years anyway so I want to be able to, to look at another survivor and tell them you know what the right thing to do here and you know you'll get justice and you'll get healing and you know, and if they're strong enough and they feel like as if that's the road they want to go down, I want to look at them in the eye and, and tell them, you know what, you'll be safe in that process and it'll be a fair process. And it's simply not, you know, I mean, yeah, it's it's simply not. You were talking to Leona O'Callaghan. Um, so uh, describe how you've been feeling and what you've been going through since you found this out. My body just kind of went into red alert all over again. Um you know, I'm trying to imagine, like, not knowing. Like, uh, people say, well, he may not come back to Limerick. Sure, everybody knows who he is now because you named him and he won't come back. But I won't know. So I won't know when I see somebody with long hair, is that him? I won't know, is he behind me in a queue? Um, if I think I see him, I won't know for sure. And that's how I lived just before he went into jail. And I didn't, I couldn't function. I was... You know, I saw him talking to kids outside a park. I was ringing the guards. There was nothing they could do. Um, I just found it so hard to function and be well, knowing what he is, what he did to me and to other people and other kids. And to see him walk around society with nobody following him and nobody watching him. And I don't know how I'll ever be able, like, I don't feel as if that's, I know what I can do and I'm strong and I can do a lot of things. I don't know if I can ever be able to walk the same streets as him again. I don't know if I can have my grandkid, <laughs> my grandchild now, and I don't know if I can ever rest knowing he's out in the same streets. And um, and since then, I suppose I'm trying to come to terms with, well, literally, he gets to do that. I mean, you know, there's a case recently, like in the, in Wexford, and that guy was up for 102 convictions, and he got to live within 750 metres of the victim and it's just not okay there's nothing okay about it and then the impact on your wider family of seeing you traumatized again that's it my kids deserve and i suppose that's the the part that i feel guilty about my kids are bloody awesome and they deserve a strong mum who gets it together and is able to move on from all of this and i had really tried and i had done my best and i was finally getting to a place where i felt really safe again and where all those memories I dealt with. I did a, a trauma exposure course and I dealt with as much of those memories as I could to just recover and get on with my life. And that's what I want to do. Um, but now knowing that, you know, I have to I have to come to a different kind of a realisation that, well, he's served his time, he gets to be back in society. I, I struggle to know that he gets three meals a day. I struggle to know that he's not he doesn't get the life sentence. I, I struggle to know that he doesn't get to experience the pain that he put me and all the others through, um, let alone walk the same streets and have freedom back again. Um, what about what about my sense of safety? What about the other survivors that 
you know, have gone through something similar. What about our children? What about our nieces and our nephews and our brothers and our sisters that are walking the same streets as this man who is complete evil? Uh, you know, it's I, just not okay. And one of the things, Leona, that you have been doing, I know, over the last few years is helping others, haven't you? Reaching out, trying to provide support because you felt in a, a better place yourself. Yeah, like that, I had uh, I had overcome um, such a dark place and gotten all the right help, and I could see how, you know, and I still do, I still do see how the world can become a good place again. And I wanted other people, for different reasons, who'd gotten to a place where life had become very dark, to know that with the right help, things can get better. And I still believe that. And through the Haven Hub, like we've 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 been able to do like hundreds of interventions to to help. And I suppose it's just a, a way of letting something really good come out of something so horrible and um very proud of the the volunteers that we have that helped me to do that and and the work that we do um but yeah at the same time you know it's it's hard it's hard when it's not a straight road and i get that it's not a straight road in recovery when you're 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 trying kind of recovering from trauma and depression and complex ptsd um but we, I do deserve to be able to put it away. And that's what I thought I had when I got 17 years. I thought I had all these years now where I don't have to look over my shoulder anymore. I don't have to see his eyes. I don't have to face him. And and that's not the case. What would you say to someone who came to you now and said, I'm going to pursue a case against somebody? I'd never discourage somebody. I did get some amount of healing to to look him in the eye and to tell him that he didn't win and that I'm still alive and that I got to go on and have a good life. And that gave me some amount of healing um, and to know he was held to account to some degree um, and had to answer very difficult questions. But I would tell them that they will need a lot of support, that it will be a long process and that it will likely bring them to their knees, that they have to start the process in a very, very strong place. And I would tell them not to let the outcome be dependent, not to let kind of the, the whether they're satisfied in, in, in coming forward be dependent on the system because it's a very flawed system. Um, let it be that they got to stand up and say, what you did to me as a kid is not okay. And, you know, and to know that if they do it, because that's what you face as a survivor, if they do it to someone else and you haven't come forward, you know, that that's not on me anymore. And, and, and to get that weight off my shoulders was, was really good. But not to have the outcome be dependent on whether it's a guilty plea, whether it's, a, you know, a long sentence or anything, or whether it's a concurrent sentence, um, because the, the system just isn't, isn't supportive of us being able to. It should, be, it should be a simple case if someone takes somebody's childhood, if someone takes three people's childhood, they, they've lived their life, leave the rest of us live ours in a bit of peace and um, and that's not necessarily going to be the outcome, in fact it's, it's most likely not going to be, you know. We're chatting to Leona O'Callaghan this morning the purpose then or the hoped for outcome of your open letter to the Minister for Justice? Well there's two parts really, one is if somebody gets a sentence and they're given a certain amount of years he got 18 and a half years, one and a half years suspended for me, I, that that should mean he does seventeen years, or even very close to that, you know. And he, uh, you know, from the date that he got that conviction, 
Um, and I want I want to challenge that system. You know, I'm sick of hearing, well, that's the way the system is. Well, why is the system like that? Do you know, I, I want to challenge that. But secondly, I want it to be that if you do come forward, especially if you name the person, that they don't get to, you know, when they do reintegrate into society, they don't get to use the same streets as you, that you get to be allowed to that peace of mind of not having the same local shops. I don't want him coming back to Limerick. I don't want him surrounded with, you know, Limerick has already had to tolerate his existence, you know, and we've we've done that. I don't want it to be that he has a choice to set up a couple of doors down for me if he wants to. And, you know, I want it to be that he has to go somewhere else. The least he can do and the least that I'm entitled, I should be entitled to, and the others, and some of which are from Limerick, would be entitled to is that he doesn't walk the same streets as us, just that we don't have to face him. We faced him enough in very scary situations. We don't want to look at him again. You know, and I think we deserve that. Um, having been through that process to take him off the streets in the first place. You haven't heard anything from the minister yet? No, I didn't get any reply. I thought I'd get one of those standards, you know, we'll be in contact too with your replies. Haven't gotten anything back. Um, I don't know how to fight it. I don't know whether I'm doing the right thing by look, looking for a bill to come out and, and whatever. All I know is I've tried to sit with this news and no part of me thinks I'll survive him coming out and being around me again in five years' time. And I need to know I tried everything to make sure that, you know, that that, that I prevented that day, you know. Um, and one of the ways is, is to see if there can be a bill that's brought in. Um, you know, and, and, I mean, yeah. you know, when I hear you say that, you know, you don't think there's any part of it that would survive him coming out again. Are, are you are you going for more support and help yourself? Yeah, I'm really lucky. I have I'm in a I'm in a support group with the most amazing people. I run that support group, and you know, that's somewhere that I kind of get to deal with all of this in a space so that it doesn't spill into the rest of my life. And and, and for a while there, that's the only space that any of this trauma came up in. I got to get on with my life at the moment it's everywhere it's uh, you know um but yeah I, I also i still have links and same paths and stuff as well and yeah i am I, I'm, I'm getting supports around it i suppose nobody can give me what i need and that's the feeling of being safe and i suppose that the child in me that that still comes out and gets scared every time i think of him and every time i see his face in my head that you know that i shouldn't have to worry about seeing that locally hmm. um and finally then someone listening this morning uh, who recognises exactly what you're talking about where could they go for some help if they needed it which they obviously would in that situation well well what I found helpful is being able to sit with people and we don't talk about the memories, God, that would be awful if we did. We don't talk about the graphic details of anything, but what we do is we meet every Wednesday, it's on Zoom at the moment, um, through the Haven Hub and we discuss how the trauma affects our lives. We, we create a space there for an hour and a half where we encourage each other. Uh, we work on a 12-step programme of recovery and we work towards putting, being able to put it behind us. People say to us, can you not just move on from it? that's us moving on from it, leaving there be a space because unfortunately it is going to be with us for a while. So I would encourage you, whether it's one-to-one, um, support the likes of the Rape Crisis 1 and 4 and everything is brilliant. If you want to just talk to people who really get it and who know what it's like to have it affect your families, your relationships, your sense of your confidence and everything and just talk about the effect it has and not to feel alone in this and not to know it's personal to you, then 
then, you know, the the support group is a really good tool. And we have a good laugh as well. We don't just sit around and cry. We, you know, we, we have a good laugh at things as well and the way we we all are and um, and how straight up we are and, you know, um, and things like that because of the experiences we've had. We don't have the ability to throw things under the carpet necessarily like everybody else, um, you know, because we've, we've had our days where we were, we did that for too long. So you can be as sick as your secret sometimes and keeping it within your own mind um, sometimes isn't always helpful so yeah that that support is there just contact the Haven Hub and we'll put you in contact with um, similar people to myself that are, that are trying to find our way through a very flawed system Okay, Leon O'Callaghan, thank you for coming in, let us know how you get on let us know about the response Thanks. that you get uh, from uh, your open letter to the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee and um, we, we wish you well Thanks Your views, your news Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on live.